Warning. The following video clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the YouTube NECCA. Viewer discretion is advised. everyone and welcome to the HMG Rampage Uncaged show right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host they're back once again. It's the three pillows out of four of pro wrestling podcasting and they're back once again. First, if you could be serious for a minute, it is Mr. AMBS and that is bullshit in the morning. Mr. Chris Sams, welcome back to Uncaged. Thanks. And what's cracking, man? Thanks, man. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily happy to be covering this particular episode, um, but I am happy to be back on HMG and to be, you know, back, you know, back with you and back with Jeff and, and just doing the damn thing. So um, I'm happy to be uh, on a podcast and talking about professional wrestling. It's just unfortunate that it has to be this show. We'll get oh, into wow. it. We will. And speaking of getting into it, it is the original Evil Dose. It is, Damn right. It is the PWC's own lawyer and the Hammerlock Hangover's lawyer. It is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to and Rampage Uncaged. Indie Wrestling Darling. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that, speaking that's... of that, you met the boys, right? I mean, this past uh, week. I did. I was representing All Things Dollar Club. I, uh, <laughs> how, was up, yeah. how was it, up. man? Actually, I want to. I want to know. 
drove up to Hamburg um, and uh, met, met the Dollar King himself. He's Uncle Slam there because they That's are right. a wholesome, wholesome promotion at American Excellence Wrestling. Um, mm. Met the uh, uh, rock hard Jim Prendy. He values <laughs> his belt so much that he says he left it at home. I think maybe he had too much of the bubbly. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, great guys, uh, they, you know, exactly how you see them on TV. Except Kevin is actually taller, more than chilled. I. Oh, really? Yeah, he's 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 exactly my height, he's 5'10, but I thought he was shorter. And he's also he's actually tan, like these lights, I guess, wash us out. But for me, I'm I, that is my color, but he's he's tan, so he's the lights actually wash him out. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it, it was good. It was a, a lot of fun. They uh, they had the local Special Olympics there, so they gave them a lot of attention. They honored the veterans. Um, but indie wrestling in Central Pennsylvania is indie wrestling in Central Pennsylvania. So let's, let's about, I mean, so pretty cool. Ricardo Rodriguez was there. Savio Vega was there. Ricardo came over, was introducing himself to everyone. He is starting a wrestling school and promotion in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which for oh, those cool. who don't know is right in the heart of Amish Dutch country, Dutch Amish country, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, so, no way. Yeah, where you've seen like, you know, the cars have to slow down and go right, around right. buggies driven by one horse, uh, you know, just ne- always one horse, never more. Um, that's that. Um, so I'm hoping that his wrestling school also sells homemade furniture and, and butter or it's attached to a dairy. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not really sure about the Lancaster market for, for wrestling, but you know, I hope they do things like, like, like they have their own version of the undertaker, but he's like Amish. <laughs> uh, but why, why would he actually decide to actually put a promotion amongst there? Because I don't know if it really even, um, I mean, we used to have roadkill back in the day who was supposedly Amish so I mean can you see can you see for one Lancaster is not an insignificant town I mean so it's a it's a small city large town so it's not all Dutch Amish secondly it's very close to Hershey Pennsylvania where Hershey Park is and there's Dutch Wonderland so it is a bit of a tourist destination it's sort of on the way back and forth from the Poconos or people go to Niagara Falls or whatever it's it's not much of a, a route people go there but they go there for furniture they go there for you know the fresh baked pies and and, and things like that so uh you know we'll see I, I wish him luck Savio Vega was there Diana Peraza was there Lady Frost was there um we sponsored uh John Schuyler of Impact I've heard, he I've heard. Five, five. you sponsored I, him didn't you, you actually I did and he lost and then he cheated <laughs> and and used used the chain to get himself disqualified and suspended for 60 days um which of course Garden of Doom approves of that kind of behavior um <laughs> that's evil dose uh, though Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Evil dose. Uh, I, I was the, the one in the crowd yelling one more time, one more time. Um, uh, character. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was fun. It was nice. It was great meeting those guys. It was great beating, being there. Uh, uh, one of the photos in the paper was of Uncle Slam and had me in the background. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm in the, or in the local paper. Yeah, in the Hamburg paper. The Hamburg that's Pennsylvania. awesome. Yeah. That's cool, man. Did you meet yeah. Kevin Kelly? I did not meet Kevin Kelly. I could have had I made a nuisance of myself, but I <laughs> decided not to make a nuisance of myself. I mean, yeah, wh- I'm surprised. But <laughs> oh, right, O'Shea Edwards was there from Shane Taylor Promotions. He was just in the crowd. He he had I guess he drove some friends up, or they lived in there. He told me, but I, I it was loud. I couldn't quite follow what he was saying. 
but apparently he, you know, he fed and housed some of his buddies. Um, he's gigantic, and compared to indie wrestlers, he's super gigantic. He's, you know, he's probably six three, six four, and probably every bit of two sixty five to two eighty five of muscle. I mean, he's a big man. But he he remembered that that interview I did with him on a popular review. I mean, I had to prod a little bit. I had to remind him that there were five of us at the same time, and it was really really awkward until we stumbled upon anime and that guy he's like i remember i remember you <laughs> so um but yeah i mean it, you know it's fun i gave i only have six business cards or had six business cards of course because i don't really you know care about business yeah. i don't want the podcasting i would have thought you would have put yourself out there literally man uh i gave o'Shea one i said we do ip i gave one to uh these these i don't know it doesn't matter but it was fun. It was a good time. It was fun. Um, found out CZW is still in business, and it does a show in Havre de Grace, Maryland, and New Jersey once a month. So Havre de Grace is an hour. So I don't know. Hopefully, we'll you know we'll see the guys again, maybe at a Philly show or a Maryland show or something. But um, yeah, but I also wow. sponsored another wrestling uh, event in uh, like I think upstate New York or Mass. I'm not even sure where it is, but just indie <laughs> darling. Even... That's me, indie wrestling darling. <laughs> Oh, there you go. It's the new, it's the new uh, name now. Indie Wrestling Darling, uh, I was going to say. Darling, Evil Dose. And shout-outs to the Dollar Club Wrestling Boys. Um, I'm sure they're killing it, man, lately. So shout-outs to Uncle Slam. And you better recognize Jimmy. That's all I'm saying. Not me, but Prendis. But anyway, let's get into Rampage, though, guys. And, and we're also going to get into Battle of the Bouts just quietly. But we start off... I guess, uh, I mean, pretty decent match. Um, it is John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Top Flight. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is this was kind of like the week before, basically, guys. I mean, cool. <laughs> yes. It's Moxley. It's Moxley and, and Danielson. Cool. I guess Danielson's still part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, but I saw this already a week ago. Chris... Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, like, it's the same thing we've seen last week and the same thing we saw the week before and the week before that and the week before that and the week before that. Um, bless you. Um, honestly, a couple of things. First of all, yeah, it's a surprise to me that Moxley and Danielson are still a part of this team, which is apparently an even bigger team, even though we basically never see the whole team together, never really understand why they come together as a team, still don't understand how they're part of the Blackpool Combat Club if the guy from Blackpool doesn't work for the company anymore, and they're clearly not training with him in Blackpool anymore, and nobody else in the club or in the group is from Blackpool, so I'm not sure why they're not the Seattle Combat Club or the Cincinnati Combat Club or... The Cincy um, Combat Club. I mean, like, I don't understand why they, why they're just dropping the ball with this. But the entire thing with, with this as a team, um, this is worse than WCW, you know, circa 2000. At least Ooh. I understood why the teams were together and what they were standing for, or what they were trying to do. I have no idea what, what the point of this Blackpool Combat Club even is, or why they're together. It makes no sense whatsoever. And, the match was the thing- fine, but who gives a fuck? 
Right, and the thing is, they could just change it to just say the Pro Wrestling Combat Club or something like that, right? Do they really need to be the Blackpool Combat Club? Jeff, they, they could thoughts? just call themselves oh. the PWC and then we could sue them. Oh, well, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that, that, that would be great. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> what's, um, what's your thoughts, man? I mean, I, I agree with everything Chris said. It makes no sense. I mean, the, you know, from a non-kayfabe perspective, the only reason they have all these teams is to get more people on TV to earn their pay. I mean, that's the only way you can get people on TV is by creating team after team, faction after faction. And sometimes factions disappear and some and people form, go into the other faction. Then two weeks later, they were back in the original faction. I mean, Parker Boudreaux was, was an example of that. Uh, Ari Davari is, you know, who's supposed to be the leader of a faction. I, I'm not sure if that faction exists or doesn't anymore. The constant rotation and dissension within the baddies for, I mean, all they do is have success and all they do is not like each other for no apparent reason. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yes, this was very much the same match as the week before. Substitute Brian for Cesaro or Claudia, rather. I actually thought this match was better, but I don't, I don't like this because, I mean, if you're going to push top flight have them win some. You can't keep calling them stars if they keep losing. There's no, you can't you can have you can have moral victories by losing to a team like this, but you can't have moral victories when you keep losing to every team practically. Um, and that's what happens here. And conversely, it does no favors for two of your top five guys in Brian Danielson and and uh does nothing for anybody really jeff but it doesn't do any favors for them if it take no. if they're having yeah. so much if trouble being these kids so and especially moxley learned nothing from the week before he didn't learn a weakness that they could exploit i mean this should have been a much shorter match so i mean i appreciate if you want to push stop flight i do see what what they see in them as far as raw talent and athleticism is concerned Everyone knows that's not my type of team. The high flyers, the guys, I mean, they keep getting hurt. They, 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 you know, you're always worried when any, when they buckle at all, that they're going to be stretched out and out for seven months. But if you're going to commit to them, I mean, at least have them beat the varsity blondes, the dark order, the butcher and the blade, best friends, you know, you, you, you have the, the, the workhorsemen, you have no shortage of teams where you can put them on a winning streak and then, and then maybe have them go for a title shot and then, you know, get so close, you know, and, and not quite get it or, or whatever the case is. Anyway, the match was fine. Again, like I say so many times about the AEW matches in a vacuum, the match was good, but it's not in a vacuum. And given who, the, the the top card guys were and given what happened a week ago i i, I didn't appreciate this I, I just thought it was to get brian on a show in portland because he was on seattle the, the couple days earlier and portland is like the next door city to his hometown where he had his first match and it was it was just a cheap way to get brian on and give them a give the crowd a 20 minute match that's it well basically towards the end of the match uh danielson connected on the bisako knee to darius martin Dante made the save on the cover. Moxie then hammered on a flying axe handle to the outside, smashing Dante as Danielson continued dishing damage to Darius as the American Dragon stomped Darius's head and then applied the regal stretch as Darius was already out before the submission and was, well, before the submission was cinched tight and John Moxie and Brian Danielson end up defeating Top Flight. I guess, guys, they're called Top Flight because they wrestled the top guys but never get a win. I mean, shit. 
You, you know, you know what this reminds me of, and this is something that a lot of people listening will probably remember. That <clears throat> Top Flight and the way that they're being booked is a lot like um, when Billy Kidman feuded with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember it, that. They thought of it as being a promotion. Look, he's getting TV time with Hogan. It's going to really push him to the top, and people are going to think mind of him you. as a top guy. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, he didn't win any of the important matches. That's just it. He might have he might have won some on TV, but it was fluky. And every time he won, everybody knew it was fluky. There was no every time they had an actual match where it was one on one. Hogan dominated every second of every minute. Um, and, and I mean. It didn't elevate Kidman at all, and it basically just brought Hogan down a peg. I mean, even though he was winning, it's the same thing with this. I mean, top flight aren't getting elevated because they aren't winning against anybody. And when they do go 20 minutes against the guy who, against, you know, the last world champion and the next guy who's supposed to be world champion, it just, all it does is it brings your top guys down. There's no... There's no benefit to this kind of match whatsoever other than a couple of marks on the internet to go, oh, that was a good match. Well, who fucking cares? Is it promoting business or not? No, it's spot on. 100%, man. It is what it is. And like we've all said, this is the exact same match as we saw the week before. Just substitute, like you said, Jeff, uh, Costagnoli with Danielson and that's it. Yeah, well, anyway, after that match, though, guys, we get Hangman Adam Page had his medical report ready to be cleared. And to be honest, he didn't even seem like he cared anymore about the paperwork. Um, and he would have showed up anyway to fight Moxie in the parking lot. This won't be a sub story about Hangman's health. He'll make sure the story is Moxie finally getting his ass kicked. Uh, Jeff, I don't care. Do you? I want to care, but I mean, it seemed like either he had to pee or he was trying to do a Moxley impersonation by like moving around and, you know, sort of looking side eye and doing the, the sidle that Moxley does, or he was really uncomfortable and really nervous. He, okay, at least he's dressing like, like a real boy now. He's not like dressing like <laughs> a boy, like a, a real yeah, boy. <laughs> right. At least he's not dressing like a, like a, you know, oh, like man. if you were at the Grand Ole Opry house or, or some like, Disney country music thing and someone's pretending to be a country music singer. He's not dressing like that, and that's the nicest way I can put it. He's, he's you know, dressing in, in, in boys' clothing. He's not dressing like Dolly Parton anymore. Is he's not dressing like Dolly Parton. That's <laughs> Dolly exactly Parton. correct. Jesus no more no more rose hems down his pants. And <laughs> like so no more butterflies, and, you know, just a normal shirt and a manly, manly, you know, with a line jean jacket fine um well since he was dolly Parton at one stage the only thing he was missing was the tits i guess i mean and then it would have been complete but still it's not that strong sorry. language that you uh warned the audience about uh, that's right channel attitude.com baby said fuck like four or five times so it's i'm getting channel attitude.com yeah I'm, I'm getting us in this whole adult <laughs> thing for sure that's it hey we can fuck all we want listen no, this wasn't the, the wrong worst. message yeah <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the worst hangman page promo i've ever heard but it was it was it pointless was, too yeah, I mean, it's just more of the same. I mean, I, I would have rather he just said, I'm cleared, see you Wednesday, let's get it done. Well, didn't he say that on Wednesday, that he was going to be cleared for the forum in well, LA? he didn't know that he was going to be cleared, but two days later, you know you're cleared. I mean, that's not usually how clearance works in, in concussions. They usually well, test you every day. But anyway, I, 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 whatever. The, this was... Unimpressive, but unoffensive. Inoffensive. Let's just leave it at that for me. 
Well, we've got our first comment of the evening. <laughs> Damn it, Jimmy. My wife has been annoyed by me doing the Seth Rollins laugh at random occasions, thanks to you. Lol, do you think Rollins will get or deserves another run as champion? Chris Winland. Um, well, personally, I would love to see Rollins have another run as WWE or Universal Champion. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, tell your wife it's all good. Just keep laughing at it, dude. Keep doing the Seth Rollins laugh. Keep going. <laughs> and she'll love you even more, dude. <laughs> Mark my words. But um, I can see it. I think he deserves it. Chris, do you? Um. He's too young. He's too good to not get another chance at the title, unless unless something major happens to him and he gets seriously injured or something. But yeah, I mean, he'll be a world champion again at some point. I know Jeff how you probably feel, and I can just tell by the look of your face that <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but something tells me you're not that uh, enthusiastic about uh, Seth freaking Rollins being champ again. Yeah, but that, that wasn't his question. I mean, does he deserve it? Does he work hard? I is think he, he does. He, I, I, well, absolutely he works hard. And, and will he get title runs? As long as he stays with the company, sure. It's 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 inevitable that he'll, he'll you probably multiple, probably not one. Whether they're going to be long title runs, I tend to doubt it. I think that they're trying to build around other people. I'm not sure who those are yet. Um but if they really thought that he was a big deal, they would, you know, they would take it off. Right now, they have the biggest deal in wrestling. So, and the, and word has it that tonight is going to be the formal reformation of the Hurt business. So, thank goodness that WWE is really? here. Yeah. So they they have they have bigger acts than Seth right now for this. But it is inevitable that at some point. So yeah, he'll 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 get title. The answer is yes. You can tell your own. <laughs> Wait, a wrestling fan's married? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? No, but um, actually, no since you're here, yeah. Well, geez. Well, since you're here, actually, Jeff. I mean, I've already gotten Chris's thoughts, and is I've already said my thoughts. Any <laughs> is this Mrs. Winland? <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Chris, man. But um, and that's Chris Winland. That is. Um, but what I was going to ask you, Jeff, what do you what do you think of this whole Vince McMahon situation, man? <laughs> um, I'm just curious. Th- I mean, this is Vince doing Vince stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, it it was always out there that as the 80 percent shareholder, this was a possibility. Um, you know, uh, if you want to hear more thoughts on it, they were about a day dated. Uh, you know, it was Thursday night. You can listen to Hammerlock Hangover Steve if you want to hear thoughts more thoughts from uh 24 hours later you can listen to the pw hustle uh, me and the professor professor's perspectives on youtube and and you can get them all but the, the short answer is this was always a possibility and the one thing we learned is that i guess in family or when somebody has all the the, the marbles or if if you are just trying to get something done quickly even very rich people in very high places don't get a binding contract to keep someone out because, you know, I sort of assumed that they got a contract. And when he was saying, I got bad advice, that he was trying to build an ineffective assistance of counsel argument, which as weak as that was, it's an argument plus everything else. But no, no, none of that. He just comes in and says, hey, I'm coming back. Apparently he wrote them a letter on the 27th about this. They said, well, the, the rumors were out there long before it was official. 
Right, and then the board said, yeah, they had some they had some exchanges, and then the board wrote back like the next day, um, you know, we unanimously don't you want don't want you there. Then he wrote, I I have no intentions of changing creative, and they're like, we're glad to hear that you have no intention of changing creative. Then he said, you know what, this is going to be a new board, and here are the rules, and we just voted in this new line that all media rights sales need to be approved by the shareholders, which was never in there before and has never been in there for any probably traded company that I'm aware of ever any place anywhere. But this is not this is not a regular publicly traded company. 80% of the common stock is owned by one person. And we're not even talking about the, you know, the, the, the McMahon trusts, you know, Uber stocks um, that are there. So this is Vince, you know, I don't know if he just wants to take the credit, but they engaged JP Chase. So obviously, there, there's at least good faith that they're looking for a sale. The, the sale is what covers all this. The sale and the stock price going up, up, up is your coverage because you can't sue for damage to the company or shareholders or the board. The board's job is to protect shareholder value for their investors or themselves. So right. when the stock goes up $25 in, in two days, I mean, there, there's no grounds really. Um, if it turns out this is all a farce, they just hired JP. It's just that Vince wants control again, or he like vetoes every you know you know reasonable or exceptional deals. You know, this was not a bloodless coup. We just haven't seen the wounds yet because they're in a conference room somewhere. Um, it's a civil war brewing, Jeff. Surely. Well, dude, I, I'm really enjoying this preview of Succession <laughs> season four. Um, but if they <laughs> sell, <laughs> you know, I mean, and everyone's like, you know, he could re retain. Everyone's saying what he could do. Yeah, yeah, he could do anything. They could, yeah. Of course, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia could be the top bidder, and they can say, "Vince, oh, we want you bad, in charge." Dude. Imagine of course, that, that can happen. Of, 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 people are saying that Discovery Warner Brothers may, but they're fifty-five billion dollars in debt. They're not an acquisition mode. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, so you know, let, let's take a step back. I mean, there are things that make sense. I mean, NBC Universal makes the most sense. That would be my preference. I don't have a vote, but that would be my preference. Having WrestleMania on regular NBC and then, you know, all the like takeover on USA and something, other things on Peacock. And another night you have maybe, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame on A&E or whatever. I mean, you could you could do it like the Olympics. You have your multiple events all the time. You make that five day event over a bunch of networks and maybe everything gets simulcast on Peacock or just certain things. I don't know, but you could you could feasibly get like 20 million people watching WrestleMania if it's on NBC and they make a whole big thing out of it. Um I don't want the Saudi Arabian government to have it, not, not for any particular moral reasons. I just... Uh, That's not I mean, that. It just, it won't be the same. Just, it right. wouldn't be. And I really don't want to hear blood money for the rest of my life as being a wrestling fan. I just don't. And that's what's going to happen. You know what? Instead of traveling all over the world that WWE does, right? Mm -hmm. They'll be just in Saudi Arabia, I feel like. Oh, all over Saudi Arabia. They wouldn't just change all, all the Arab world. They wouldn't change the headquarters right so. now. They would probably I send like not. some prince that's the eleventh in the line of like second succession over who just came out of Wharton School and oh. you know, have him there to oversee things. But anyway, that's a synopsis of my thoughts. But there's more detailed ones out there. Um, also, is it true? Like, I don't know if this was a meme that I just saw, but is Vince really appearing on Raw tonight? It, it, it's a meme. Okay, um, all right. but it's it's a meme from sources who sometimes use their gifs and memes to tell you that they're tipping their hand that they have information but when it doesn't come up 
they're saying it was just a gif so or a gif whatever how that's pronounced i don't know um i have like i said i you know bo dallas is is confirmed oh, as being backstage that, right. but as far as I know, he was working for WWE anyway, so I don't know if that's special or if it has to do with Uncle Howdy and Alexa Bliss's, you know, thing. But that seems to be the story that people are running with. That it's that you know, will that'll be confirmed or or at least not denied. Hurt business. Uh, Chelsea Green has been signed. They're just not sure what they're doing with her. I don't think she'll be appearing. Time. Does Vince appear? If he's smart, he doesn't. I mean, the word was he, he was would have ever he would have advertised himself, dude. That's how he rolls. Yeah. Well, they, they, he wasn't at the office today, apparently, and he, as far as anyone knows, he's not in Memphis, though. He's got a private jet, so how would anyone know? True, fair point. Well, boys, let's get back into Rampage, though, because uh, that's what we're here for. But next, we get Jamie Hayter and Dr. B. Baker, DMD, versus the Renegades. Chris, what do you think, man? Because this, who the hell are the Renegades? I have no idea. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with these smaller shows from AEW is that they they continuously do this thing where they they give us a team of people or a new act, and they act as if we all know exactly who they are and what they've done and where they're from and every indie they've ever performed for, um, and that they should be treated as like, oh, these people have a real chance, and I mean we know that they don't we know a week or two weeks out or we know a week away from the big show that you know Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter aren't going to lose this match so I mean I, I don't know I it, it felt like it went on way too damn long which I mean a lot of women's matches feel like they go on way too damn long in AEW anyway and um yeah it was just it was very dis I was very disinterested in this I mean of everything that happened on you know on the show tonight and I mean there were some of them that were very disinteresting to me. This was the t the tippy top of I don't care. Well, these renegade twins, according to their Twitter page, are trained by Cutie Marshall, as a matter of fact, and they're the first ever Mission Pro Tag Team Champs. Not that that means anything, but there you have it. They've been trained by Cutie Marshall, Jeff. Are you excited? Well, I mean, I've seen them before. I've, I've and I've seen. I mean, I remember them from AW shows before. They've they've been on before because they're twin sisters. So you know, you think they're going to do the twin magic, but they never do. Um, they generally lose. Um, and you know, this is not a big deal for a rampage match. But if the purpose was to show us how well Britt and Jamie Hayter are working together as a team going into their match with Soraya and. Tony Storm slash her surprise partner, who may or may not actually be Tony Storm or may or may not be Mercedes Monet, um, yes. then mission failed because, as Chris said, this match went a long time. If you if you want to make them look impressive as a team, that they're on the same page and they're a well-oiled machine, then it's a squash match, and it wasn't a squash match. That said, this rampage was so bereft of, of uh, uh, aesthetic talent that... The Renegade Sisters earned my dollar club dollar for Rampage this week. Really? They earned your dollar? Well, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. There you go. There you go. We'll buy that for a dollar. Well, um, anyway, look, obviously, Jamie Hayden and Dr. B. Baker DMD end up winning, 
and defeat the renegades the, every time i hear renegades it's a shit name first of all for two chicks and second of all i think of that uh you know the the guy that everybody thought was ultimate warrior one stage in wcw <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that? of the lorenzo llama show from the 90s uh, hey are you he sure? i think it's a Lamas. great song by jay-z and eminem but a renegade there you go <laughs> he was a cop and good at his job until he committed the ultimate sin testifying against because i'm cops a renegade bad now he's a loner a bounty uh, hunter in pursuit of justice an outlaw an outcast a renegade <laughs> well anyway uh like i said jamie hayden and dr Pete baker dmd end up defeating the renegade twins what happened to origin originality guys but anyway Next, we get the House of Black having a message for Eddie Kingston. This is not the man Malachi Black knows and loves. This is not the sadistic, violent bastard. Malachi wants that version of Kingston. The House of Black is here to help Eddie. Why, Chris? Why? I have no idea. And the, I won't have any idea because... They're not going to explain much of this. It's just, oh yeah, Eddie, I've, I've, I, you know, I used to love you, but you're not, you're not the same sadistic bastard anymore. When were they friends? What the fuck is this talking about? Is this some shit? The, were they buddies the on the Indies? Obviously. Did they tag? Were they a tag team in fucking ROH sixteen years ago no. or some fucking nonsense? I don't know. I don't, I don't have any idea what this fucking promo was. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of time. And it's a waste of fucking opportunity for television. If you really want to <laughs> do something where you're building somebody, have take, take this 30 seconds or 45 seconds or minute long fucking video and do something cool to just build somebody up as, as a serious threat for maybe next week. Have somebody just come out and do something cool that, that gets buzz or creates some excitement, but not just, oh, we're going to talk about how we used to be best friends 17 years ago in XVW over in fucking Norfolk, Virginia or wherever the fuck. Like, like come on. <laughs> I can't yeah. be fucking asked to follow that shit. I agree with you, Chris, 100%. Jeff, are you <laughs> following this shit? Yeah, I'm following, but I don't care. I mean, like Chris, I mean, you know, the other week, like he said something so confusing that it was making him think that Ortiz was was the that was stupid, but, man. But I, I, that's not what I got of it because I couldn't. There were so many. He said, she said, this. Or the, the, I wasn't sure who he was talking about. Well, this week it was clear he was talking about how Eddie Kingston had failed him, but that doesn't seem like that's my friend. It's like saying this is why I'm coming after you because you, you lost your thing. The Honestly, God, the only thing that was interesting here, and I'm actually surprised that Chris didn't pick this up, is that when they had the match advertised, the tag team match of Ortiz and Kingston versus Aleister Black and Brody King, Buddy Matthews was not in the picture, and it wasn't House of Black. It was like the Knights of the Black Throne or the yes. Kings of the Black Throne. Right, right. So I don't know if, if this is different when they're a tag team. I don't yeah. know if this is just AEW doing AEW things. No, or no, no. They're already preparing for when Buddy Matthews leaves to get well, rid of this that too. Let's call it and just call it this longer name for a smaller team. No, no, no. Well, first of all, they were in the Indies. I know no one cares, but in the Indies, that's what Malachi and uh, and Buddy uh, Brody King were known as a tag team. Hence, why they call them Knights of the Round Table. Where the fuck they called right? That was their name. 
<laughs> what, what are they called? What are they called again? I, it was something like Kings of the Knights Dark. Of the Dark yeah, yeah. Or, the elevated or table King of King loves Thrones. the Dark Tower and the Wheel of Time. <laughs> I, I don't know what the Kings of the Dark Throne. That's what it was, right? What, what, what's wrong with House of Black? Just give me one. It's because them thing. two were known as that in the indie. I know, I know. It's stupid, but that's what they were known for. And I think this is them getting punished now for Murphy's mouth, I guess. You know what I mean? After what he said. Because ever since he said that, let's be honest, guys, they've just gone pew, straight down again after they gave him the big reset. Wait, what did he say? Uh, oh, you don't, you never heard about what, no. what happened? Oh, well, Jeff, I'm sure you remember it better than me verbatim. Uh, well, I don't know if I remember better than you, but, but basically Buddy Matthews said that uh, that his contract comes up in a few months and he has unfinished business in, wait for it, impact. Um, yeah. So, so Buddy Matthews not only basically gave his notice on like a podcast or an interview or something, but he's using impact as his negotiation leverage. So either he truly doesn't give any Fs and he's like, no matter what, I'm not coming back. I will go back to impact if I have to. WW, come and get me if you really want me. Uh, but whatever it is, I mean... Because we, I, I ranted a little bit. I'm like, this isn't even on TK necessarily. Because why, why would I invest in House of Black if I know that one of their members is planning to leave? So why would Tony Khan try to get me to invest in House of Black? I mean, at this point, I don't blame him for putting them on the bottom of the car. He should just put them in Miroville and ignore it altogether. He's got. He, he should invest in someone who wants to be there. Interesting yeah. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out for them. Exactly. Oh, God. What the hell, guys? Seriously. I mean, look, Murphy should have kept his mouth shut anyway. Like, whatever's going on with him, I get it. Like, he wants to get the hell out of there. But, man, it just stuffs up the whole team again and again and again. You can't just keep starting and stopping with these guys because it just kills their whole aura. And, unfortunately, I've got no confidence moving forward with these guys. I mean, I just I just don't. And it's just... And it's a shame because they're great, but politics, man, unfortunately, whatever it is, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess, and uh, time will tell, but I'm not really that confident, guys. Anyone? Would you be? Well, that's true. Well, anywho, let's move on because, oh, and, and, and Eddie Kingston, who cares, man? Just kill him off already, hopefully. And speaking of killing killing off, what, what the hell is this? Perro Pelegroso in Preston Vance versus Sonic the Hedgehog? I mean, Hedgehog? Sonico? What the, what the hell? Jeff, who's Sonico? I don't know who Sonico is. I mean, should is Preston it, Is it Vance... Sonico the Hedgehogo? And he's Preston... Who's fucking Pelegroso? Well, Pelegroso means dangerous, so it's dangerous. Dog. Oh, yes. That's uh, but, right. I mean... But he's a dog. Does, does Oof. Tony think Oof. that, that, like... Preston Vance going through the the remaining three members of the Dark Order is such big box, such big box office that it needs to be reserved for Dynamite or a pay per view. I mean, why can't he just be? I mean, if you're trying to, be, why can't he just be Alex Reynolds, then John Silver, and then I guess Evil Uno is the leader. I guess he's the the final boss of. Uh, Stop it, uh, Jeff. Or, or, or is it like negative one? Is negative one the final boss? I mean, oh, who the fuck? Who knows, man. Just, uh, at least it was hand. a squash match. I don't know what it's for, and and apparently he's ripping up masks because he's anti-mask, which I guess is the only thing tie that binds him to 
the, the formerly known as Andrade family office. I mean, Roosh was all against masks too. Of course, his brother Dragon Lee still wears a mask, and his cousin Jalistico, who he just tagged with on an AEW Jelly Jelly Jellyistico. Wait, I'm sorry. That was a Ring of Honor pay per view that he <laughs> the, he wore a mask. So. He, he's only against masks. Sometimes he comes down to the ring often with the white bullet. I, I don't. It was short. That's all I can say. I don't know who Sonico is. I assume it was either Serpentico or Fuego del Sol just wearing a different mask under a different name. <sighs> El Sonico the Hedgehogo. That's who, what his name should have been. Chris, do you know Sonico? Um, yes, I'm, I'm well familiar where's, with Sonico. Where's El Talisco, if you get what I mean by that? El yeah. Talisco and Sonico the Hedgehogo. Son Sonico is, uh, is of course, uh, a very popular um, <laughs> uh, professional wrestler from, um, from Belize, um, from Belize City. And, oh, uh, yes. And your research uh, coming back from Mexico, huh? Yeah, well, exactly. I'm I'm the guy you come to for foreign wrestling knowledge. <laughs> did, did you know he's the all Tacoma Bay champion? Wow, I you know wow. what? That's an even deeper cut than I'm than I'm aware of. But yeah. uh, but that's fantastic. Um, also, he's the uh, he's the <clears throat> he's the uh, um, the, uh, the, the 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 Mayan world um, uh, <laughs> world uh, wrestling champion. He uh, he avoided getting his head chopped off. Um, after winning the tournament because mm -hmm. he fled to the United States and changed mm -hmm. his name to Sonico. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots of really interesting things about this guy. I'm, I'm not sure why they're not pushing him further. Yeah, he was so close <laughs> to being the, the inaugural Puget Sound All-Champion as well. What? Oh, that, uh, That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't want to recognize an AEW because the All-Atlantic encompasses both Tacoma Bay and the Puget Sound. So. And Belize. And Belize, right? Yes, yes, yes. Sure. Can we get the and all of Maya title? <laughs> and all yeah. of the Mayan world. Yeah, really. What about just, the, just the country of Maya. Just what Maya. about the Azteca World Championship? <laughs> and and, and Tulacan while we're at it. Or Tulacan, <laughs> yeah. Wherever oh, Namor was from. Because I have no love. Shut up! Namor. What the hell was that? Namor, because I have no love. No, that's not how... They call no, more. No, more. No, no. Really? No, that's not how Spanish works. It's not how any of this works. I hate when a Marvel movie makes me feel like a DC movie when I walk out. Damn, <laughs> that's pretty hectic, man. <laughs> wow. Well, El Sonico, the Hedgehog, whatever, and um, whatever. Cool. I just don't understand when Tony Khan says he wants to load up Rampage, but this episode in particular was just a bunch of uh, El Joboros against, you know, their roster, basically. Battle of the Belts 5 was an exceptional episode of Rampage. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Listen, but, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to say something here, too. You know, Tony Khan saying, well, he wants to really load up Rampage. Um, I, I he feel does like sometimes. Is, I feel like it is not too big of a stretch to say that Tony Khan is already having WCW problems in that he's trying so hard to load up uh, Rampage that we wind up having dynamites like the one this week where it felt a little bit like m maybe a C-plus episode of Dynamite. It's the, same problem that, that. it's the same problem that Bischoff has talked 
for years about uh, in, in terms of what went wrong with WCW that we don't commonly talk about. And that is that having a second show pulls attention, it pulls focus, it pulls talent away from your A show, so much so that you don't have an A show anymore, you have two B shows. And that's basically what uh, AEW felt like this week. It didn't feel like any one of these was an A show. It felt like it was back-to-back B shows. It was like Thunder and then Thunder. Um, it was like Sunday Night Heat and then uh, Cyber Sunday. It, it was there was Oof. nothing there was nothing solid about AEW this this week, and it's exactly the problem that plagued WCW for the last few years of their existence. It's too it's stretched too thin, so you wind up having just no nothing's interesting it's so it's stretched so thin that nothing is good well, well at least they're not adding new talent like drunken sailors yeah at least they're not doing that <laughs> well i assume he's the professor the professor said aw faction title trademarked by the professor there you go the trademark title or just aw faction also, Facebook user says maybe Shona Mac buys the company. How would Vince not keep it in the family after flipping his five hundred thousand investment from his own pops? Hmm. Um, well, he did that for him. He did not do that for his children. I mean, somebody needs to read their you know their Greek mythology and every fairy tale ever. There's always a parent trying to kill their child because they don't want their child to get what's theirs. It's only yeah, the last 200 true. years that Facts. like parents have stopped killing their kids to keep their shit. <laughs> uh, also, Facebook, you said Top Flight are the number three contenders at a record of three and six in the last month. Well, records don't up. matter in professional wrestling. <laughs> um, there is no last month. Records reset on the first. And also, Hangman Page is all garbage with a spoonful of Lucky Charms. Okay, but he's the garbage. Just Lucky Charms is delicious. I was gonna say, Actually, how, I agree. How dare you? Lucky Charms. How dare you compare that man to Lucky Charms? Right. Lucky I mean, Charms. Lucky good. Charms were sitting out for like a week, and then they're stale, and then you know they're they're good for like three days. But... <laughs> yes, Jeff. <laughs> and I don't care what the answer is. I don't even care what what he was talking about. As long, yes, Jeff is all I need to hear. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, well, at, least the, at least the next match was cool. Yeah, we'll get to that right now in the main event. But anywho, uh, Pero Peligroso, the the dog. What was it? The Danger Dog, whatever the danger, fuck. Just call him Danger Dog, like the old Danger, uh, like the danger Dog cartoon. Danger Dog. That's what he is. Pero Peligroso. I don't get why you would want that name. But whatever, Preston. Well, it's better than 10. It's better than Vance. <laughs> but um, whatever. Pero peligroso it is as he defeats El Sonico. I don't know. Yeah, just Sonico, whatever. El Sonic the Hedgehog. But uh, next, we got the main event. It's Darby Allen and Mike Bennett. The Kingdom, they're back suddenly. But um, before I get to that... Darby Allen was confronted by Mike Bennett, Maria Canales, and Matt Taven after Dynamite. Bennett requested a shot at the TNT title. Allen accepts as a fighting champion. And then we get Mark Henry interviewing the main event participants as Mike, as Mike Bennett spoke about people assuming they know Darby Allen. Allen is just a cosplayer daredevil. Bennett has seen real darkness and he'll prove himself tonight. 
as it's and then after that we get Alan's turn. Alan had his first match in Poland and was told he wouldn't amount to anything. Don't you think that the, was poor taste to say seeing real darkness while his wife was standing right behind him? <laughs> That's true. And Maybe she's also into it. Well, she looks I, like the type. I mean, anyway. I think she I, I meant that she was the darkness. She oh I'm sure she's got him by the balls, man. Like Hey, well, that's a Greek chick for you, just quietly. That's how they are. But anyway, the past doesn't matter. All that matters in this second is the TNT Championship as Mark Henry closes with enough talk. And it's, it's time. Go, Chris, you do it. It's been a long time. <coughs> okay. <laughs> it's time for the main event. <laughs> Mark, that was too good. Yes, and it literally says on their Twitter it's time for the for the main event. Anyway, it is for the TNT Championship. Uh, Jeff, where did Mike Bennett come from? When is he the number one contender for the TNT Championship? It's an open challenge. Apparently, nobody else was interested, and 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 he. I don't I mean, blame him. Just what, quietly. But... Why would Matt Taven be like? Cool, bro. You you take it. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how any of these things work. But this was a this was a nothing match. I mean, it was this was a waste of time. I, I guess they wanted to get Darby in front of the Portland crowd. I, I guess he has some again twice it, in one night. Well, oh no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was a live show. So well, twice in in two two week in two nights in three. Right, they were right. in Seattle the day before, but. I, I mean, he trained under Buddy Wayne, who's from the area, and the and the kid Nick Wayne has been at both shows, and he's like that seventeen year old uh, wrestler that everyone you know he's he's got a prospects contract with AEW, um, so you know I guess that was what it was all about. I mean, it's great that Darby stayed healthy enough to wrestle two out of three nights, uh, in, you know, in succession. So. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the match. It's just the setup is dumb. And Mike, you know, did, I mean, nobody on earth believes that Mike Bennett is going to beat Darby Allen. So, I, you know, I don't know why this is a main event for, you know, th- this is a main of, this should be your main event on like darker, dark elevation, not on your primetime TV shows. At least they didn't put this on Battle of the Belts. And what's sad, it was a live rampage too. And usually the live ones are much better, but yeah. It is what it is. But anyway, not much to write home other than the obvious as uh, Darby Allen obviously defeats Mike Bennett to retain his TNT championship. Uh, and, and he won via the the code red. And then, a, oh no, sorry, via the coffin drop, but he got a code red before that. Yeah, I think he did and, two coffin uh, drops. I mean, but they were really working Darby's leg. Do you think that they'll show you, you know, there'll be any effects of that next week? No, of course not. No, it would be forgotten. They don't even like all the shit that Joe was doing to him on his back and everything. Do you think they, you know, he ribs taped up or anything? Oh. No, well, well, there goes that uh, king of television. Geez, that lasted for a long time, right, guys? I mean, shit. I, I listen to skirmish, so you guys already yeah. covered that very well. Oh, anyway, it is what it is. But you know what, guys? That is the end of the rampage review. So yes. We finally got thought in under an hour. But you know what, guys? Hour number two is going to start just shortly. So I'm just going to remove us for a two second. Two. We got the two for one special right here on channelattitude.com. We'll be right back.
That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! And this time it's for the Battle of the Belts 5 portion of Uncaged. I'm your host Jimmy T once again, and the boys are back in town. It's Chris, it's Jeff, and we're here right now for hour number two for Uncaged, except it's Battle of the Belts Uncaged. And boys, where do we begin? I mean... Sorry, if I could just if I could just have a moment. Um, you didn't let me uh, give my thoughts on Vampiro versus the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea, uh main eventing the show <laughs> earlier for the T Championship. Oh, I mean, sorry. Oh, I mean, Darby sorry, Allen man. Versus, uh, Jeez. Who was it again? My bad. Mike Bennett. Um, Bennett. Yes. Uh, Mike Bennett. Never mind. I actually don't have anything to say about that. Let's, let's just keep <laughs> on the show. I actually didn't realize, man. Sorry about that, by the way. But you know what? 
<laughs> was there really much to say anyway about that match? No. It is what it no, is. No, I just wanted to make the comparison to a really, really small <laughs> and significant main event on a show that people were pretending is a big deal. It was huge, like you say, Chris. As huge. It was huge. <laughs> anyway, it is Battle of the Belts 5. I know and, it. Um... You know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> it was huge. It was the biggest main event that's ever been. There's never been a bigger main event. Look at my hands. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, guys. Um, now, didn't TK originally say, and I'll ask you this first, Chris. Didn't he say he wanted this to be like a clash of the champions? You know, special type of show. But I don't see anything remotely close to being like clash of the champions. No, and also I thought that the Battle of the Belts were supposed to have all of the belts on the line every single time that they had these Battle of the Belts. It seems um, as though we're suffering another situation where things are getting watered down because there's too much content. Shock of all shocks. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, this whole thing, but you're exactly right. It was supposed to be like a Clash of the Champions, um, but he originally wanted it to be a two-hour show, but... Um, then Warner Brothers, because there was no discovery involved at the time, only gave him an hour on Saturday nights. So now he commits them to give him the second hour back to back with Rampage, and he still doesn't give us all of the belts. So I guess he gave one other with the TNT title. But I mean, you could you could try to fix it by having champions versus champions. But you know, now the Ring of Honor is a separate brand, and you know, you know, is is going to the nether realm, uh, right? Well, well, we can possibly do those and. Yeah, this, but you're right. It was supposed to be like a pay-per-view type of show that you wouldn't normally be able to see on TV. So it's a treat, you know, you know, for the avid list of viewers, and they'd watch it once a quarter or whatever as as a reward and to and to you know kickstart a rating and maybe get new people interested. And none of that ever happened because he only got an hour. And instead of just saying, ah, keep your hour. Uh, you know, he took it and he's been given a schlock, but, um, I, I, you know, I will say that putting it behind Rampage with a AW audience on the same channel lead and kept him from the embarrassment of the viewership going ever down for Battle of the Belts because the, the last one was in the 300s. At least this one stayed in the 400s, which, you know, kept about 80% or, or about 75% of the Rampage audience. So if it was on Saturday night, you know, heaven knows, you know, it might've been down to 223,000 people watching it. Well, thank God it was a better show per se. I look at this as Rampage hour number two. It really was a better show, but it wasn't a special show. Like this, no. was, I wasn't kidding before when I said this would, this would have been a, an exceptional episode of Rampage. Partly because Rampage is, is traditionally not so great. At least it hasn't right. been. For sometimes, sometimes it's good. Right. He had two good episodes back to back when he said, "I'm going to start loading it up." A year ago, when it first, you know, when they were having Punk and all that, yeah, they, they had good episodes. It, it felt like a, you know, a one B show, not a B show, a one B show. Um, but it hasn't been good in a long time. And this Battle of the Belts would have been a perfectly good Rampage, but as a Battle of the Belt, no, it didn't feel like it was a special pay per view like event. Right, no, it's true. It's true. But you know what? The first matchup of the night is worthy of like a clash style match. Because at least there's a you know, at least there's some sort of story behind this feud. 
and it is for your AEW World Tag Team Championships. It is the acclaimed your champions versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in a no holds barred matchup. Chris, what do you think? I actually thought it was a not bad match. Uh. Yeah, no, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I don't think there's a story here. You, you said that at least there's a bit of a story here. No, there's well, not. There's there's consistency in the fact that they've that they've faced each other three weeks in a row or whatever. But there's no story. What's the fucking well, story? Well, why are these reach. guys? Why do these guys hate each other? Why? Well, right now it's turned personal, supposedly with Karen Angle and Kurt Angle, with what Max Caster has been busting, you know, the last couple of weeks. Apparently how is that any different from how he reacts Jeff, to everybody else that he's ever in the ring with? Jeff Jarrett, though, has also come out on his show to, like, absolute... Like, he absolutely gave it to Max Caster and gave a whole spiel about the Sorry, whole situation. on what show? On what show? On Jeff Jarrett's show, that is. What fucking show <laughs> does Jeff Jarrett do that I'm expected to What's fucking What's it called, these podcasts? Any Great? Isn't that what it's called? If it's not, that's what it should be called. I don't know, dude. You're the one who follows all the podcasts of the, uh, the wrestling. <laughs> I don't. I, I just saw I it on the dirt sheets. I, I but can't no. be fucked to follow every goddamn wrestling podcast. Look, I listen to Cornette because he's funny as fuck. I, I follow sometimes when Jericho or Stone Cold does something really cool. Um, other than that, you know, I listen to HMG. If it's not on HMG, I didn't fucking hear it. Um, Fair call. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's. Oh, you, you said something about my wife. Yeah, well, because your wife's in the news, you dumb fuck. Of course, somebody's gonna say something about your wife. Well, I, it's not that she was in the news. It's what he said that got her in the news, technically. So, he said some fucked up shit. Now, to me, this is all. They're all working, clearly, right? I mean, come on, seriously. Mostly, but most. I, I, it's, I, a, it's a bit of a work is. shoot. I think she is a little bit in berserker mode. Oh, yeah, but, uh, I, I agree. But it's mostly a work. It's like a, a work shoot. You know what I mean? They're doing business with it. Apparently, Max Cast can be a prick, but I don't know, man. It is what it is. And he, and if he doesn't know... Eric's on your show, and his, and his gimmick is to come out with an obnoxious rap insulting his opponents, of course he's going to talk about Karen Angle becoming Karen Jarrett. I mean, it, it's fair game. And she's got. A, a, it seems like she uses this as an excuse to try to throw Kurt under the bus. And Kurt's like, "Why are you talking about we, me? We've been married. We've been divorced for two decades." And then one of the women said, "I'm slept with him. What are you talking about?" Well, Jeff Jarrett brought up Dixie Carter, brought up Hulk Hogan, and what happened at TNA, and also brought up uh, well, Kurt Angle apparently brought it up. When did he do this? All on his show. I don't fucking care about his show. So there's no well, story here. There's no story. That's the sto- This is AEW, Chris. This is how you're supposed to follow <laughs> stories, dude. Don't you know? You should know this by now. No, I was told that I wasn't <laughs> going to have to follow all of this other shit. That all well, I needed to follow... Like Cody, he's been dispatched. Yeah. <laughs> all I was going to need to follow was Dynamite and Rampage, and I'd be able to follow along and understand everything about the story. I don't. Not only that, it's being... Per- portrayed in an extremely shitty way we talked about this on we talked about this on uh, the skirmish i mean they're talking about how max caster's you know he's taking it serious now max caster's still coming out with a smile and laughing and waving to the crowd and high-fiving and shit he doesn't look like he's taking it seriously they're they're basically giving um 
they're basically giving the lyrics of of Ice Ice Baby over top of a Metallica song. They're because they're, they're meant to give you the little extra spice on the actual story that's being told in the ring. That's what that's what commentary is meant to do. This commentary is telling a completely different fucking story than what I'm watching in the goddamn ring. Also, this match was very little except for an excuse to try to get fucking Aubrey Edwards even more over than she is. I can't fucking stand Aubrey Edwards. I'm going to say it right now. Aubrey Edwards is the worst referee on television. Do you know how I know that? Because the best thing that a good referee can do, this is for all refereeing. This is for refereeing in MMA, in boxing, in wrestling, in literally anything else. The best referees in the world are completely fucking invisible until they need not to be. Aubrey Edwards is, is the focus of the goddamn television show, and that is fucking awful. If she's not going to go for the AEW Women's Championship, stop fucking focusing on her. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Be careful what you wish for, Chris, because you might just get it. But to be fair to, to Aubrey Edwards, she had improved tenfold in the last couple of months, in my opinion, compared to the past. At one stage, she someone must have told her to ease up. I don't know, man, because I didn't notice her as much until now. Well, whoever Jeff, that was take? definitely said, fuck it, go back to doing whatever you were doing. Uh, I have a couple points to make. First, apparently, Jimmy just blew up Alderaan there. I don't know what he was pushing, all those oh, yeah. controls there, but... Apparently, uh, war has <laughs> broken out in the galaxy far, far away. It has. It's, um, it definitely has. <laughs> I agree with Chris on the Aubrey Edwards thing. I don't agree with, with Jimmy. I think she's always made herself the, the focal point. If she has toned down, it's a little bit, and it didn't last. So, you know, improvement is only improvement if it sticks. Um, but the biggest, the bigger problem I have with that is that all, if she was the only other referee there, that'd be fine. But all of the referees came out to get rid of Satnam Singh, including the head referee. So that should have been the head referee's role. So the whole point of this was so that Jared shoves her and she shoves him back to get a ooh from the crowd. Now you shove a referee, you get suspended. I mean, that, that that's what's supposed to happen. So the head referee should have, should have said that. Also, they botched the spot because when Bowens landed, his his... He immediately, his his arm and leg were under the ring already, and then he moved himself over again, which was kind of bad. But, listen, they did two matches in, two, in three nights. They were both supposed to be silly, fun matches. It, it did that before a no-holds-barred match. The, the Giant did so little. I, I mean, it, it was... It, this was a Gaga match at a high-end indie show. Like this, this, this was this was like you know every Jason you know you're just waiting for like a clown to squirt water out of his thing, and you know hit this, hit this, boink, boink, boink. You know it was, it was this was a comedy match. I'm not listen. I'm not saying I hated them. I I thought it was fun, but it was like Aquaman. It was like it, it was. I realized it was stupid when I was watching it, but I didn't mind watching it. That makes no sense. But I I did really dislike that it was Aubrey just so that it could be Aubrey as opposed to the, if the head referee came out and asserted his powers, head referee said, wait a minute, this is what happened and they, they actually confirmed it. Oh, Alderaan has, has fired you, back at our at our, uh, at our friends. Luke, so. Luke, Luke, Luke made that wampum shot, right? He, 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 he made it on that second time. Okay, very good. 
Um, so yeah, but the, you know they they were never going to get they were never going to give the tag team titles to Jared and Lethal, and you thought they might for a half a second, and and they didn't. So it was fine. Listen for. A Saturday night, like if this was Clash of Champions, if this was an opening match, this would have been fine on Clash of the Champions. It was fine for Battle of the Belts. The rest of the, you know, the again, if this was hour one of a two-hour Battle of the Belts with a better hour two, this would be fine. I picked my nits at it, but I mean, this match was more entertaining than the entirety of the first hour. So, yeah, I agree. I thought this was the match of the night. Really, I mean. In a frightening, almost spoiler, I found another match to be more entertaining. I don't want to tell everyone because I, I mean, we may have to call nine one one. Might have to call nine one one. Well, that's interesting, actually, Jeff. I'm, I'm actually I know it's interesting because you're realizing there's only a few suspects. That's true. That's very true. Well, anyway, basically. At the end, we have Duck put put on the ref's jersey. Lethal he the lethal injection on Bowen's duck counted as a as a fake referee one two referee Aubrey Edwards then ran in to pull Dutt out of the ring she then had the audacity to snap Dutt's pencil the acclaim then pounced for the mic drop combo on lethal to win with Edwards as the official to retain their AEW World Tag Team Championships when did Jeff Garrett forget how to hit somebody over the head with a guitar he's like sitting there like like for like minutes at a time, it felt like not being able to do this. I mean, things like that, it, it, you know, is very indie-rific. And I thought he was great. Just saying. Yeah, I say it all the time. Any great. better than 80% of the people they have on their roster. That's true. No, Promo-wise, he, like, Every way live. Even in the yeah. ring, he's still better than 90% of the fucking roster. He really... Look, like I've, I've said this a million times, I've never been the biggest Jarrett fan. But when you see him compared to today's generation of, of pro wrestlers, he looks so fucking good compared to everybody. I am telling it you. It blows my mind. 1998 mid is top of the heap. Top. top Tippy top. Absolutely. Tippy, no, for Fucking real. Tippy top. You don't realize it though until you see those old school guys now do their work. You know, today, where it's just, they're so far ahead of the generation that it's Brett frightening. Brett supposed to be a boring promo. I listen to his promos now, and they're so much more interesting than they're like great. They're percent great. of the promos now. But they were boring promos for the time, <laughs> or at least you know that's. What I like them. I feel I, that personally, way. That was right. the, that was a popular. But if you listen to them now, they're more interesting than what than you know eighty five percent might be. I'll be honest. That's Scott Hall right now. In my opinion, Scott yeah. Hall right now would be as successful as Roman Reigns. And Scott Hall was never a world <laughs> Absolutely. champion. Absolutely. That's crazy. But he was a top end friggin' star, dude. Like, that's the thing. Even if though Scott Hall... Scott Hall's personality, he did Oh, shit. Yeah. No, but for real, Scott Hall, right? I never looked at him as second rate. Never. Even though he never won the world championship in any promotion, I never looked at him like he was below that top end. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's some that tells you something compared to then and now. We just don't. We wouldn't have that. So you well, tell you me one guy at the time. So I mean, it's a, me you know, nine. Back, back when back when I was a kid, I thought the King Kong Bundy was going to beat Hulk Hogan. I thought Paul Wendorf had a chance. I WrestleMania mean, you know, two. 
Okay, I'll even I'll even bring this down a little bit. Uh, Conan would be four-time AEW World Champion. <laughs> Let me speak on this. Orale, arriba la raza. Tell me I'm wrong, though. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. Uh, look, <sighs> ninety-eight mid is top card for now. Yep. Well, speaking of ninety-eight mid, uh, what do you call these guys? Because I'm lost. Clearly, these guys lost too. When you open up that book of Hobbes, you look death in the face, and you read word for word. You had to scrub blood off the porch. And look at my eyes. You had to open up an oven to heat up your house. You believe the good word. I have a whole city on my back. This is life. A life you know nothing about. A life you want nothing a part of. So whatever higher being you believe in, I want you to look up in the sky. I want you to look down low. Just like everyone has taken everything that's meant something to me, I'm taking everything that means something to you. Um, someone help me, because even he stated it. I, I don't know what's going on. Like he even said, you don't know. We don't know. Um, he's aimless and driftless. But the thing is, he there was he did like a a, a recorded promo like on backstage or something that wasn't one of those. Right, right. Uh, I was gonna get to that, but I'm just using that as an example. And, he's still walking, and I'm I'm lost at this point, Jeff. But, um, but, but, but the book of Hobbes is literally a book. I mean, the the, the gimmick is actually that he's a, that he keeps a diary, like he's a journaler. Like, what, so he's what? a snitch. A snitch? I don't know. I don't know what's in the book of Hobbes, but I mean, for all I know, <laughs> he's writing about girls he think are cute, or you know, I I, I have no idea what he what he's putting in there. Jeez. But, and and by the way, like, am I supposed to know who that was? There was there was the painted on the wall that they showed twice. I mean, I know the one was Kobe Bryant. Who's not from? Who's wasn't been play for Oakland last night, Jack? Um, <laughs> but you know what? He played for the Lakers. Come on. Also, also, I'm sorry. As the That's resident Golden Canadian, territory. I'm sorry. As the resident Canadian, you complaining that you had to heat your house with your oven, and you're from Oakland, California. You can fuck right <laughs> off. You can fuck all the way off and stay fucked off. Oh, my uh... house was cold. I had to heat it with an oven. Yeah, you probably had to heat it with an oven because there's no point in having heating in a house in Oakland, <laughs> California, you fucking spoiled asshole. Fuck. Uh... Everything you want, I'm going to take it. That'd be great if you took something. I mean, everybody <laughs> here is a fan of, is a, a supporter of Hobbs, but like he's the only member of Team Taz not to hold the FTW championship. I mean, <laughs> this. I mean, uh, this is repackaging a guy that didn't need to be repackaged. I mean, it, it's just. It's just weird, and they introduce a character with you know it's supposed to be all dangerous and whatever, and it turns out he keeps a diary. <laughs> I mean, does he keep a diary about how hard he is? I, I, I don't. I mean, in what way, Jeff? In what way? In what way? Your diary. I was oh, really with the question. Every answer is this, there, Jimmy. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, oh, fuck, Chris, whose fault is this? <laughs> I don't know. I, the the people who made GTA Four, I don't know. Like, uh, like this is like this is like somebody played Los Santos for like a couple weeks, and we're like, let's just Los make a Santos. character that that fits. Like they're from Los Santos. Um, oh, yeah, man. I I don't I don't understand where they're going with this. 
I should have really like Hobbs as a talent. I don't mind if if they want to go in this direction of. I grew up in the streets, and I'm a I'm a you know I'm a tough guy because I grew up fighting. <laughs> okay, cool, but then like you got to show some too. There's so far it's been a lot of telling and zero showing whatsoever. It's like I don't. Okay, I mean. Okay, great. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take what's from everyone and blah blah blah. Well, who who are you talking to? Who is he talking to? Did we think he was a country club kid before this? I mean, that was always the vibe he gave gave us. So if you're repackaging a character, like he should come out totally like like Johnny Polo, you know, nineteen ninety four, <laughs> like Scott Lindgren White. before was Raven. You know, that would have been hysterical. Pop up collar, Kerwin White, sweater oh, cardigan tied around. Carry around like a little, like a, a like a old wooden, you know, one of those Beyond Borg, uh, you know, tennis rackets. The, I don't know. I mean, what is, like like a like a Hobbs cornet, basically. Sort of, yeah. That this is, but this, I mean, the inference here is if he, you don't give him what he wants, he's going to write something really mean about you in his private journal. Oh. <laughs> far out man and, and that's the sad part we're all friend, uh, friends we're all fans we're all of of Hobbs yeah not anymore <laughs> yeah of Hobbs he just wrote something but, very cross about us <laughs> yeah but this this shit right the, here the next video is gonna be those guys at the PWC were mean to me <laughs> oh my god it'd be god. like Apollo Creed you see him writing but you hear the, the voice over not Apollo Actually, Creed Apollo Cruz. Jesus. <laughs> We've all stuffed up today like that. <laughs> you know, I, I spent I spent all afternoon thinking it was Friday. It's Monday. <laughs> I wish. I know. Uh, well, get this, guys. I've 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 fixed it just for you. Okay. And this one goes out to you, Chris, especially. When you open up that book of Hobbes, you look death in the face. And you read word for word. You had to scrub blood. And look in my eyes. You had to open up an oven to heat up your house. You believe the good word. I have a whole city on my back. This is life. A life you know nothing about. A life you want nothing a part of. So whatever higher being you believe in, I want you to look up in the sky. I want you to look down low. Just like everyone has taken everything that's meant something to me. I'm taking everything that means something to you. That's perfect. <laughs> GTA. GTA Hobbs, dude. It's CJ. Uh, I'm San sorry. Andres. He has the whole city on his back? Who, who whole puts that on him? The whole It must have been Atlas. Well, and also, just like everyone's taken everything from me, I'm going to take everything from you. From who? From me? You're going to come to Canada and take stuff from me? What right. the fuck are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Plus, we've had a nice, a nice fat-paying contract for the last three years and three months. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. If you're still, if you're still in the ghetto in Oakland after after three <laughs> years on TV, like you got to get a new, you got to, you got to call Jeff and have Jeff renegotiate your contract or something. Because yeah, like, who's bro, representing you, Mark Sperling? <laughs> it's it's not good enough. If you're still if you're still oh. scrubbing blood off the porch, you you need a new you need a new lawyer. Wow. Well, hopefully Hobbs does find himself eventually. And uh, speaking of Hobbs, 
Basically, he's, he, Will Hobbs returned with the Book of Hobbs. All his pain is in that book. Everything that happened to him will happen to you, like he said. Ortiz pointed out, though, oh, that's after that. But yeah, that was it. That's basically everything that happened to him will happen to us. So, so I'm whatever take Hobbs. Maybe for the prom? Maybe. Maybe. That's weird. I mean, does that mean does that mean I get to have a tag team with Ricky Starks? Yes. Absolutely. Why cool. not? Absolute. Absolute Chris Sams. Right cool. there. You can call yourselves the absolutes. Yeah. How's that? We can call ourselves the absolutists. <laughs> the absolutists. Well you're a band like called said, the absolutists. Probably. I think the absolutes that actually is something like that. Back in the, the day. The absolutes. Day, day. I don't know, something like that, something similar anyway. Yeah, but yeah, so with that, See? <laughs> yeah, that was GTA Hobbs, ladies and gentlemen. CJ Hobbs. The same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on from CJ Hobbs because uh, we get more confusion in Ortiz pointing out that House of Black is speaking riddles, guys. <laughs> really. Their last riddle caused Kingston to question him. Tonight's riddle was all about Eddie, so Ortiz questioned Kingston. What's up with that? Kingston took, looked offended as Kingston issued a tag team challenge to House of Black for next week on Rampage. After Ortiz and Kingston beat their asses, then Ortiz can question Kingston. Why? What's going on there now? I mean, Jeff... I mean, nothing new from the prior, like, 40 minutes ago when we talked about this before. So I have nothing to, to add to this. So as long as this well, show... Why are they... Do, but that's the thing. Why are they, like... I, I don't know. But as long as we're not cutting this up into two, two separate podcasts, I don't feel the need to spend time talking about it again. I mean, all I will say is that, <laughs> is that Ortiz is becoming ever shrinking in this superior Ortiz. Like, every time I see him, he's getting, like, further away from a man and closer to, like, a cartoon dog. <laughs> Perro Ortiz? Yeah, pe pe Perro Pelogroso Dos. <laughs> Pelogroso Dos. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Chris, um, could you be serious for a minute or not really here? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think I think Jeff's uh, Jeff's description there was pretty accurate. Um, during during this this segment, I just I, I had flashbacks of uh, Cheech Martin's character from that <laughs> dog movie. Um, uh, you know where he's like, where he's like, he's it's like, not hey, well, well, why yeah. you do that, home? And it's, uh, it's just, it's very, very lame. And um, yeah, I'm not interested. So let's move on. Yeah, let's Kingston move on. Has told his friends because he's told you in the past there's like four people he trusts, and like he's he's a rat, and he's had problems with all of them. Like, like they they've all let him down or don't trust him nearly as much as. He, he trusts them. So, uh, I mean, Moxley doesn't even talk to him anymore. He's found a whole new crew that's barely a crew, but they're still better than Kingston. Ruby... Moxley went all the way to fucking Blackpool, England to get a crew just that's... to get away from this guy. So That's right. That's why they're calling it the Blackpool Combat Club because that's the only place Kingston knows to look for him, and they're not there. So it's, not there. it's just a ruse. And then, then there was Ruby Riot, who I don't think they've seen each other since, since she got her broken arm and nose. And then who's the other? The, the monkey, who's Ortiz, who apparently all it takes is the monkey. Careful, careful. That's what he calls Ortiz. If you were an AW oh. fan, you would know that that's what Kingston calls oh. Ortiz. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry, dog. Sorry, right. uh, monkey. Yeah, exactly. And uh, 
so anyway, that that's you know that that's one of the guys he trusts, and all it takes is a confusing, convoluted promo by uh, Malachi Black, and and all of a sudden the twenty years of friendship is is on the rocks. Weird. Kingston well, sucks. <laughs> Kingston has won the he's a man award because man, you need to become a man for real. He's too much of a bitch. He's got like estrogen running through his body. He's always like hot and cold, man. Just cry. Like one minute. Yeah, for real. Like, dude, calm the fuck down. Be a man. Own your shit. That's it. Simple as that. I'm so sick to death of Kingston right now. He could get the. Oh, hold on, though. Fuck he off. He does wear his hat on top of his head and off to the side. Doesn't that mean he's tough? Or seven. He's tough. He's tough as tough. I mean, he comes from New York, doesn't he? He's automatically tough. There you go. I'm from I mean, New York. I'm not so tough. That's true. That's a fun fact. You do come from New York <laughs> originally. That's actually true. Well, anyway, grow the fuck up, Kingston, and stop calling your your friend a monkey just quietly. Yeah, just mean. saying. He doesn't even have a tail. If he had a tail, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Anyway, let's move on, though, guys. It is the next matchup it is for your tbs championship i don't know if this is see i find this funny the tbs championship does not get labeled as a women's championship i actually feel in the future that the tnt championship and tbs well they can't because the last person who had it illegally wasn't a woman so yeah yeah, exactly now you're right he's right but thanks for setting me up jimmy thank you but no problem but no, truth be told, it's never been really proclaimed as a women's championship. I do feel one day it's going to like switch. Like the TNT championship will become a women's oh, title. Let's just point it out. It has. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, technically. That's true. And, and, and Sunny Kiss <laughs> apparently is one of the challengers now. So I don't know if oh. that exactly. Anyway, <laughs> it, it is it's Jay Cargill. making the classification fluid. What the fuck is up with this fucking world, man? It's gone bananas, literally. What are we coming yeah, at? Especially in pro wrestling. There you go with it's the monkey banana. stuff. It's a, I knew you were going to say that. There you go. It's a little banana, which is more than anyone can say for uh, Nyla Rose. Anyway, moving on. Let's, Ooh. Uh, let's Ooh. talk about this. Yeah, right there. Back to penis we go. Well, like I was saying... Hey, no, <laughs> It is a TBS Championship match. Jay Cargill, your champion, versus, again, for crying out loud, Sky Blue. And um, didn't we see this match again, like, the week before, and on Dynamite also? And uh, I feel like I've seen this match six times. At least. At least. So, I, I, unfortunately, I don't even really want to say much other than we get the same old shit, same old shenanigans as we did a few days before and the week before. Anyway, obviously, Jay Cargill ends up beating Sky Blue to retain her TBS World Championship. And what I, well, not world, but whatever. What I don't understand is, is Sky Blue a loser all the time against Jay Cargill? Right, guys? She's the top flight of the women's division. Well, she's with one of the top, I think, Dante Martin, well, I think. She's on brand, too. She is. But the, the point is, she keeps losing. She's a fucking loser. Why is she the number one contender? I don't know. I told Jade Cargill, when I say told, I mean on Twitter, that she should just forget about Sky Blue and Red Velvet and replace them both with, with Velvet Sky. <laughs> Why not? 
<laughs> Let the pigeons loose. Why not? So, oh, I'm down for that. So uh, I I have to point this out because I people. found this I found this really hilarious. Um, so today, like the other day, I downloaded the new, the newest Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat 11. Right? It's a great game. I've and, got that. Uh, I love it, man. And a part of the game is they're they're bringing people back from the past, right? So you're seeing these classic looking characters from like the original games, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got like Scorpion, who's the yellow ninja, and you've got you know Sub Zero, who's the blue ninja, and then you've got like the green ninja and the purple ninja, and like you know that was sort of like a running joke for a while with the Mortal Kombat franchise, and that's sort of what I see every single time I see the names of these people. So there were exactly four people involved in this match. There were two people wrestling, and there were two people who were uh, getting involved on the outside. So it was Jade Cargill against Sky Blue, and on the outside, we had interference from Red Velvet and Leela Gray. So it, it's a Skittles porn right there. Yeah, um, it's uh, th that's about the only comment I have about it. Is just it made me laugh because I was playing Mortal Kombat earlier. But um, but other than that, I have nothing to say about this. This went exactly how everyone expected it to go. Do you think anyone watched this and thought, "Oh yeah, today could be Sky Blue's day"? Uh, <laughs> no, this was fully predictable. And the same old shit. Like, literally, we saw this on Dynamite, pretty much. And I yeah. believe on Rampage the week before, even. Uh, Jeff, anything to say about this match? No. <laughs> no. I just can't wait for Noob Cybot to come into the to the division. And I mean, I... I yeah. Well, we've got Jade, so... I'm, I'm sad that the baddies are, are splitting, because, I, I, I mean, I love looking at Layla Gray and uh, Red Velvet at the same time. It took you a minute to remember Red Velvet's name, didn't it? It did. I, it's, it's like a Velvet Blue, Velvet Crush, uh, Blue Velvet, Velvet Cross, Sky Velvet Blue, Velvet. Yellow hey, Snow. Yeah. There's there's Mercedes Monet's too, just quite Crushed Velvet. Crushed Velvet. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mercedes Cash Martinez. Martinez. We've heard there's a lot about Mercedes Martinez, too. haven't we, lately? And where's yeah. Athena? We, have, we haven't heard her name once. Athena, Athena. <laughs> Look, there's Cash Cashton as well, and Orange and Dax, Daxton. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of guys with names uh, like that. Like seriously, like we got Blue Velvet Cake. Oh, Philip sorry, <laughs> Philip Phillips. There's even Philip Philippu. He's Greek. That one. There's there's, there's Paige <laughs> yeah. Rage and Cage, and also Diamond Dallas That's... Page on the outside. It's great. And Paige giving. Um. Anyway, I won't go there. But um. Anyway. Uh, speaking of Paige, did, well, sorry, Soraya, did you guys notice her, uh, what's his name again, that little fella that was all over the videos back in the day? All over, in, all up in her videos, like like Diddy? Xavier Woods? No, oh, well, he made a cameo, no, the other guy. Brad Maddox? Maddox, that's it, that's his name. He came out, actually, on Twitter and uh, <laughs> gave an explanation. He came out? Well, congratulations. Yeah. Him well, and good luck on your journey, true. Brad. And you know, it's. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's brave to just to, to announce your sexuality, well, but you know, good for you, and and hopefully yeah. you get the. Uh, it's not Brad Maddox anymore. Nice act. You, Brad. I, I, ho true. I hope your second act is is equally as successful. Yeah, good. Well, exactly. His name is Mad Maddox now. For you. Mad oh, he's back in wrestling. He's Mad Maddox. No, he's not. He's not back in wrestling. But I'm just saying as a joke. It's, it's Mad Maddox. Like an now. actor or something? Like isn't like. 
He's a porn star apparently now, Jeff. Yeah, well, that's an actor. I was trying to be polite, but he's an actor. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he, he, well, look, he thinks that incident has absolutely destroyed his career in every sense. I mean, the amount of people that actually know about it is, is <laughs> such a small number of people in the world. And if that's what's impacting adversely his porn career, I... I think that's just a sort of a lame excuse. Uh, I would say that to stay on brand, the problem probably is his penis. <laughs> also, where do we Max sign Maddox up to have our careers ruined? Because uh, <laughs> right, right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anybody knows about ruining your career, it's me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with that one too, uh, which is funny. That's a good one. If people actually understood what he really means, that, that that's that's actually brilliant. But anyway, but you don't, so <laughs> and you will never will. But um, but anyway, you didn't ask me anything once, and I don't. Well, it's up to you if you want to come out with stuff. Publicly. Hey, hey, uh, I'm not coming hey, out. But I mean, that might be the next. That might be the next stiff. chapter in the book of Hobbes. You better be careful. That's right. Ah, that chapter careful, is yet careful. to be written. That's a whole book. In the second <laughs> volume two, but uh, no, pictures too. I will make a deal with you right now, Jimbalaya. If if, wow. we can, if we can actually get the same shows done the same time on the same day of the week, so that we can actually build a live audience, I will do an <laughs> Ask Me Anything show. But we have to we have to do that for five months in a row. Oh, we'll talk about that later, Jeff. But I um, out there into I just put it on <laughs> on live TV. We'll talk about it another time. But uh, anyway, where was I, man? That threw me off. Max Maxton. We're talking about him. Who cares? Because after that, star. he's my favorite star. Porn star, that is. That's right. Especially Max Maxton. One. That's what you like. Yes. Nah, please. Anyway. He's Greek, so. No, he's not Greek. He's no, I mean not, you. But, oh, me. Yes. Yeah. But I'm but I'm the type of Greek. That's a, that's a giver, not a taker. Just quietly. Um, anyway, next. Me. I don't think that I don't think that had the impact that you wanted it to. <laughs> I'm sure people will understand what I mean by that, since everyone calls us backdoor Greeks, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, next we get Stokely Hathaway yeah, was you're, flanked. You're just implying that you enter the back door as opposed to Steve. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say where which back door and who. And no, what. you didn't. Which was so your mistake. I didn't imply anything. No, <laughs> that was your. It could be any back door, Jeff. But anyway. Jimmy's like Jimmy's like I'm I'm not gay. I'm just a pitcher. I like. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm anyway, enough of me for now. Let, let's just move on. Let's move uh, on. Because we speaking of we big don't care. dicks, we know about the golden age of Greeks. It's okay. Well, speaking of big dicks, we got uh, Jesus. Big Bill and Stokely Hathaway. How do you know? And Lee Moriarty. Well, because I know, I see the future. With words for Jungle Boy and Hook, the firm is a force to be reckoned with. It is fitting no, that this not. tag. Well, that's what they say. It is fitting that this tag belt will take place in Los Angeles. And that's where also LA is where entertainers go to die. They will put JB and Hook in the dirt. Jeez, that's tough. See you at the crossroads. You is the firm from Blackpool. Shout out to Brent Thugs and Harmony. Sorry? Is the is the firm from Blackpool? I'm confused about factions that don't stick together. Uh probably. They're probably from uh I don't know, Birmingham. Oh, I have to show you guys something. Keep going. 
What? What? Excuse right. me. What's going on? What? What's he doing? Don't Where's worry he about going? it. Just keep talking. I have no idea, oh. but uh... anyway, that's that's weird. While we wait for Jeff, uh, but next it gets even better. But before I go there, Chris, there is no Jeff. It is Ugato Pussy Grande. Ah! Oh no! Is is that? Did you get the? Did you end up scoring the mask off the original? El Pussy Grande. Gato El Pussy Grande. Grande. Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> no, Jeff, you can't have your T-shirt eh? back. It's mine now. I well, can the body type's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jeff, you can't have your body back. He's grande, grande, (laughs) el pussy grande. You know what I mean? (laughs) It looks so funny Uh, on his head. El grande plus size. (laughs) (laughs) Gato so grande. Gato so grande. I like it. Gato so grande. Gato so grande, el Jeffros. That's right. (laughs) Can we call him el jalapeno, el grande, pussy grande? Oh, God. Can we call him that? Jimmy tried to get in there, an elbow. <laughs> oh, he went Muay Thai. That's right. He, he went Muay Thai. Thai. It's entirely you, some different discipline. You better recognize Jeff, it seems, guys. I mean, just quietly. The art of the eight points. Well, yes. Uh, I was asking uh, Chris what you thought of the big dick and the cat and Stokely Hathaway. I don't <laughs> care. That, that whole thing is so fucking stupid. It, it's, it's just one... More Stokely is making group. me laugh. I'll give him that. But group, that's right. Another group, and Morris, and like Morris, he's actually like I think he, I think he has a I real can't presence. Stand him. I actually, he's a freaking cat, presence. bro. No, he's a gata. No, 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 Morrissey, Morrissey, the big guy. Not oh, big dick, big dick. Sorry, not Moriarty. I'm confused. There's too many Moriartys. Morrissey recognize Morrissey. He, he acknowledges his new name of Big Bill. Oh, oh, that's right. Big Bill. Wow. Wow. Hey, Who Tony, how can we that? make this guy seem stupider? Fuck. <laughs> uh... Hi, Big Bill. Speaking of Tony, congratulations to the Jaguars, actually. AFC champions. It's amazing. If they win the Super Bowl, the does the WWE have to send them a belt? I they just... They, yes, they, they, they do. Oh, no. Can you? Oh, dude, do you think they would? They have to. <laughs> oh, well, they don't have to, but like no, I know, but why wouldn't you? I mean, it, it, it would be it, if they did, uh-huh. they would look terrible, and it would be so awkward for <laughs> the cons not to accept it, and the you know the players will be thrilled. Yeah, they, you know it's funny. Yeah, WB legitly give a WB championship belt all over the world to any champion, like even here, like the champions of of the soccer and and. The the Australian rules football, the AFL, they got a WWE championship for real. They what the fuck are the Australian worldwide. rules? What the Aussie rules footy, man? AFL, you know, what you is... don't know what that is, Chris? Really? No. What's Aussie rules? Do you, are you allowed to like bring kangaroos onto the pitch or like what's the really? You don't know. You know, Will Osprey likes Americans. I guess Canadians too. <laughs> no, not Aussie Open. That's a tennis uh, championship. Oh. It's also a tag dumb. team. Yeah, I know it's pretty dumb when you think about it. Because when you Google Aussie Open, the first five hundred pages are literally the Australian Open. Yeah. So why would you name yourself that? Right. Who who would think that the New Japan tag team would be obscure? Anyway, they were called Aussie Open long before New Japan. But uh, 
what was my freaking point? You just threw me off. Oh yeah, the WWE Championship belt. At the end of the day, it would actually look good on WWE if Tony Khan is holding a WWE Championship because it makes him look sort of below them, if anything. True. I mean, I mean, seriously. it would it, whatever it is. It's it's a losing proposition for him because either he doesn't do it and he looks petty, you know, or he does it and <laughs> and you know the the memes just write themselves, you know. Um, but they, yeah, that's why, and for them not to do it is just a lose lose proposition. So, of course, oh, first of all, if you send it to every championship team, then you send it to every championship team. There's no thought, ah, that's, that's, true. that's, that's, no, your, right. that's your process. You do it, it's you're not gloating, you're doing what you always do. Um, so it's only not, it, it's changing from your norm is the only thing that, that would be looked down upon. But yeah, I mean, would it be funny? Would it be interesting? Would it be awkward for Tony? Yeah, maybe. But if he if he has any elegance, he would just let the head coach and the quarterback do it, just like they do with the trophy, or or let one of the other. I mean, his father really owns it, so let his father hold the belt, and Tony can go there with his AEW belt and be like, "Well, that's nice of them, but we like this one here." Because you know <laughs> oh, that's boy. what he's going to do something awkward and geeky like that. For sure, for sure. He'll have a T-shirt that says "Our belt is better" or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, he would be a smart ass and actually. Of course, give we're talking them. about the potential of the Jaguars winning the win. Okay. I know. I mean, you're worried about the Jaguars Super Bowl. Well, they so. sucked last season. Well, last they, season that was pathetic, yeah, and they, now look at him. In fairness, they've they've sucked for most of their existence. But I mean, he could re- he could recreate a Medusa thing and just and drop it in the trash and bring out his. And he that would to him that would be a great moment. And everyone else in the world would think, "What is this loser doing?" Unbelievable. I think you'll give out AW World Championships to the to, if they won the the Super Bowl. Well, at 100%. least all Atlantic Championships. Oh, for sure. Speaking of, but we'll get to that in a sec. Because uh, before we do, though, we get a Ruby Soho and Willa Nightingale. I mean, yes, Willa Nightingale. Because they were so engaged well in a street together. fight against Tay Mello. I know, and Anna J next week on Rampage. Are we looking forward to that, guys? Or what? Blood and Broken Bones are a cakewalk compared to what Ruby will do to them as Tay grew up in the Brazilian favelas and she has been street fighting all her life. Tay is not scared and we get a little hype package, which is not bad, but whatever. I don't care about the match really. It was but cool. It was fine. No, it was good. It was good for what it was, but yeah. Care factor really zero at this point though. Cool. Chris, cool. There you go. That's that. Well, we're off to to the Atlantic guys because it is your AEW All-Atlantic Championship next it is Orange Cassidy your champion versus again why Kip get the hell off my television Sabian um, don't we already have a Sabian and now we've got Sabians and Sabians and Sabertooths and whatever uh, I don't know who this guy really is is he a box head is he uh, a cross dresser is he uh, the Riddler like is he an extremely poor man's version of Seth Rollins? <laughs> Not really. Chris, do you know who Kip Sabian is? Because I can't figure it out. Um, yes, he's a professional wrestler. Um, he is? Apparently, he, uh, he's, a, he's a former uh, None of It um, territorial champion um, oh. from up in None of It here in Canada. He, oh. uh, he, he wrestled against oh. um, the Seals. And uh, avoided, uh, but apparently there was some, there was some, uh, there was some controversy as he avoided uh, any matches against the polar bear, and uh, only defended against seals and Arctic foxes. 
very interesting. That's Thank you for the facts. Cut. No, I have no fucking idea who Kip Sabian is. Do, do you want a do you want a deep cut? He is the first winner of an AEW match. He defeated Sammy Guevara in the very first AEW match. Cool. I am going cool. to shock the world. You're gonna I say thought this the match, match was brilliant. Damn. I thought that the whatever story and psychology, however they've only done it for th- for for three weeks or whatever, whatever it was. I'm it having was like a really bad connection right now. Well, of course you are, because the whole world is <laughs> off its kilter right now because I am praising Kip Sabian and Orange Cassidy. Mostly Kip Sabian. But whatever his psychology was and whatever the story was, he told it brilliantly. He executed it perfectly. Even the part with Penelope Ford and the bunny worked, and then they separated the right part, and he, and he it wasn't even a nutshot. He just gave a regular kick. I mean, the whole thing was brilliant. And as much as I regret to say this, as much as it hurts me, and I don't care about this match, I don't give one damn about either of these wrestlers. I don't find Orange Cassidy amusing past the first three weeks or whatever it was. But this match was executed and choreographed, and the story was told so well that Kip Savian, I'm going to say the words I hate to say, deserved to win this nothing stupid dopey title. Bad decision, Tony. <laughs> when somebody wow. does something so well, give it to him. Give him a reward. And by the way, the money's in the chase. So if you believe that Orange Cassidy is your face, then then he should be chasing the villain. And you did all this to set up a six-man match with Orange Cassidy and Best Friends against Kip Sabian and The Butcher and The Blade because they've been together <laughs> never? I mean, who cares about any of that? But you could still do it with Kip Sabian having the title. It's part of revenge. And I know that there's a little backstory no one cares about or side story where is there descent within Best Friends? <laughs> but whatever it was, this was well done. And... Right now, Kip Sabian is your undeclared All-Atlantic champion. Hashtag give Kip the All-Atlantic title. That's a really long hashtag. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm still learning hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Jimmy, no more belts. Jimmy, you got no, I actually, I, your I agree with. I, I agree with every like. Every part of that that I actually heard, because I had a little connection issue there for a second, but every part of that that I actually heard, I completely agree with you. Like, you know, and also it's it's frustratingly samey that, you know, right now you've got a TNT champion who is a skinny little shit that shouldn't be in the ring, that nobody really takes seriously, and you've got an All-Atlantic championship who's a skinny little shit that really shouldn't be in the ring and nobody takes seriously. Um, there needs to be like something else and villains make better champions anyway in the long run. So, um, yeah, give it to Kip Sabian or literally anyone who isn't Orange Cassidy would be preferable. Well, you know, it's funny to what you were saying, Jeff, the ironic thing is it was Cassidy really playing the heel in many ways in this match with the aggression and and just the way he was just kicking the, the shit out of. He even shoved the uh, ref at one point. Yeah, like he was the heel in this match, in the way he was working the match anyway, which is different. But uh, so in that sense, I can see where, where, you're, where you're coming from. Is he going to be Jeff. Lemon Cassidy because he's sour <laughs> if he's a bad guy? <laughs> Don't say it to See, TK gets free 
ideas right here, man. You heard it here first, folks. And right if on, Vince McMahon signs him, he'll be Grapefruit Cassidy. Woo! I've just, <laughs> Woo, I've just exactly. figured out this guy's whole career. Awesome. Big Grapefruit Cassidy. Sour, sour Grape Cassidy, though, would be fucking brilliant. If sour he was a heel. Grape Cassidy, fuck. Sour Grape Cassidy <laughs> would be a great idea, man. I like Straight up. Like, or sour orange, whatever you said, but... All right, no more jokes, because I cannot believe... That's not a that joke, there's not, I'm there's being this, serious. There's not enough going on here about me praising a Kip Sabian orange Cassidy. Oh, God. Yeah, now you're going to turn me into sour grapes in in a second, uh, Jeff. But no, no, no. In, in, in all... uh, I thought the Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy was the greatest match of Wrestle Kingdom, and one of the greatest matches of the year. I didn't say that at Wrestle Kingdom. Actually, did you listen to the Wrestle Kingdom review? Not show? Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah, but did you listen to Wrestle Kingdom though? The our me and the vets review on that. You can know. check out at the PWC Network. You didn't. He he started off with a bang with about you. Just quietly, check it out. <laughs> he started off with a bang about you. Oh, was it about I how I got the attendance wrong? Yes. Did he did he <laughs> mention that I, I issued a correction later with, with the chart including twenty twenty three? Or I did he leave that out? You know what? Because he, the... he liked it. Yeah, well I didn't see it. He you told you asked me I'm about it. I didn't know. So I'm asking you, did he just do I the know. banger or did he have the correction? See, it was just a it was just a banger with that time. That's fine. I like it. This is well, interesting between well, these two. Let, Look let at it. That tell us a little half a story. That's fine. He he hit me for only giving partial information. Yet he gives only partial information. <laughs> it's on. Shots fired, vet. Right back at you, dude. But anyway, check out that that review show because it was good with between myself. Well, and, he's a Rip Rogers guy. I'm a Hollywood John Tatum guy. I declare it right now. <laughs> as long as he's not a QT Marshall guy, it's all good. But um, but Nobody, anyway, nobody's guys. a QT Marshall guy, not really. Yeah, he's on oh, some wow. common ground. Wow. Well, anyway, uh, Orange Cassidy ends up defending Kip Sabian. In in in, a, in a, it was it was a solid match. It was but like towards the end though, Cassidy was tossing in front of Butcher and Blade, who had bad intentions. Trent and Chuck Taylor ran in for the save, as Cassidy ate a Superman punch, but that fired him up as Cassidy stomped a mud hole into Sabian and shoved the referee in the process, as you guys said. Cassidy instantly apologized to the ref as Sabian scored a roll up, and then Cassidy escaped and crushed two consecutive Superman punches for the victory, or should I say orange punch punches, whatever, for the victory and to retain his All-Atlantic Everything Championship belt. Eh, decent match. I know know what you're saying, though, Jeff. I can see where you're coming from, definitely. But um, I thought the first match had the most hype, though, to it, if you know what I mean. And uh, It probably should have been the main event. I mean, it's, it's definitely the marquee... People, I guess, I guess, I mean, you know, Tony's thinking that he's going to, there's his, the most people he's going to have is at the beginning. So he thinks he's going to keep them, but you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what can I tell you? Um, it is what I, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree that that was, that should have been the main event match, but I guess it's an 11 to midnight show. So he made a decision. I don't think it really would matter in the end result of the numbers. And it certainly doesn't affect my review. Believe me, if, I, if anything, I should have been sleepy and been like, oh, God, freaking Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. Who cares? Jeez. And that was my attitude going in. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is this is a really good story, and they're executing it really well. So kudos, mostly Kip Sabian. So good on you, good on you, man. I mean, you know, listen, 
there are, there are ways to convert me. So, like, I can insult you on Twitter and you can prove that you're completely unflappable and just roll with it. And like Joey Janela, and now now I'm now I'm on his side. Uh, and you can be like Kip Sabian and completely roll with it. And and, and but takes and then you can deliver a match like this. And I tweeted that, and and I don't know somehow he saw it and he liked it. That, that hmm. I said something about it because I mean nobody follows me on 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 Twitter. You know, it's not like anybody knows. And I have like three accounts, so nobody even knows who I am. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I. Yeah, I said what I said. I, I'm surprised to hear me saying it. I, I'm surprised to hear me feeling like I need to rehash it. Well, well, you don't have to, dude. It's your opinion, and that's all that matters, man. So, yeah. Chris, final the thoughts. The mask made me do it. It was Gato, uh, uh, El Grande Pussy Gato. Um, Chris, any final thoughts on this matchup, man? And just the whole event in general? Uh, no, nothing nothing really to write home about, basically. Um, you know, I, I thought it was... I, I, I like. Like I said, I agree with a lot of what Jeff had to say. I think that it was a good match. I think that they told a relatively compelling story considering that it was an Orange Cassidy match. I mean, talk about something that I don't expect to see. It's Orange Cassidy in a compelling storytelling uh, match, but they did a relatively good job. I wouldn't job call it compelling, it. but, you know. Relatively compelling. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's the not pretend that there are compelling stories in wrestling matches <laughs> themselves, generally. You can have compelling yeah. lines into the match i guess well i mean there are compelling stories in wrestling matches sometimes when it's done really really well but not everyone's bret hart we're not going to go there mm. um not everyone's yeah. bret hart although everyone in aew wants to be apparently um <laughs> everybody but uh but yeah the, this show was a decent show it was fine um but i feel like i still have this feeling like it was as good as it was um, taking something away from Dynamite. They could have put one or two of these big matches on Dynamite and it would have well, felt there was. more like there was, there was the tag show. team championship. There was the AEW tag team championship on Dynamite and they redone it on Battle of the Belts. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like They could have had a blow-off match on Dynamite instead of having the blow-off match on, on this show and then the setup match on Dynamite, which takes away from Dynamite. So then Dynamite doesn't feel like an A show, and this doesn't feel like an A show because it never feels like an A show. Mm. Um, just a nitpick for me, but it's something that, again, like as somebody who's been following wrestling pretty closely for a really long time, I definitely could hear Eric Bischoff in the background going, we were just stretched too thin. We had too much content to try to fill. <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. For me... If I had to give it a out of ten rating, it would, and I'm gonna put Rampage in the same sort of bracket here. I'd have to probably say five stars all up. Out of, like 10? Out of ten. Out of ten, five, just average. Oh. I mean, it was better than Six. than Rampage. Six oh, for maybe, me. Six and maybe, and a maybe, maybe. But yeah, see, I mean, you're talking about above TV. Average. I mean, I don't normally rate shows that aren't pay per views, but. Well, it's a special event for their Friday night shows. I mean, I go with six and a half. I think I think Chris is about right. I, I mean, I didn't think it was. I mean, it's better it's pushing than it for me. I mean, oh, was really? It no, I don't know, man. Yeah, this week, I don't. I don't even remember. It was okay. I, listen, all all of the wrestling shows this week were actually pretty okay. Rampage itself was the worst of them, but I mean, Battle of the Belts. Like I said, if if Battle of the Belts was Rampage. It would have been a good episode of Rampage. It's just fair call. 
to be a two-hour show or to be a special, it it didn't feel all that special. Um, I, I don't feel the need to rank the show or give any more thoughts to ranking you know weekly TV shows. Fair enough. Well, it's not a weekly show technically, but fair enough, Jeff. It is what it is. Well, Chris, just just take it home, man. Tell them where they can find you. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, you not can in find San Andreas or Oakland. Um, um, I'm definitely in in San Andreas. Yep, hanging out uh, <laughs> at the Waffle House, uh, getting into fights and shit. Um, no, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Chris Ams, uh, Christopher Ams, I guess. And uh, yeah, you can find me on all things uh, PWC, and you can find me right here on HMG Friday nights as we as we do the Rampage Uncaged. That's right. Peace out, Jeff. Tell them where they can find you, man. Right there, you, you can find me at Icarus Fell MD. Um, that's my Twitter address. It is just at Icarus Fell MD. It's not Evil Dose of Icarus Fell MD. Um, you can also find me on the Hammerlock Hangover. We release every two weeks, and we did release, in fact, this week. That's my wrestling podcast with Big Daily Cool Steve Pena, um, which is here on. Uh, on the PWC, um, not on Channel Hattitude or Hami Media Group, but Garden of Doom and Garden Views are on Hami Media Group and the PWC, as well as other places, the Hustle Wrestling Soup as well. Uh, Garden of Doom is, we explore the curiosities around the world, within the world, and beyond. That's that's my new simplification way of saying Garden Views, it's sort of its sister show, it's more topical. Legal things like that. I've got, I'm, I'm going to drop a show probably Wednesday night on uh, uh, cybersecurity, which also gets into cryptocurrency a little bit. My um, guest is a former assistant U.S. attorney, former attorney general for the state of Virginia, and worked in the White House, the White House's cybersecurity office. So, uh, a real deal type of guest. And uh, so, check that out. And this week on Guard on Doom, the one that was just released, was Revisiting History Part Two, which the second half of it dealt with the Arthurian legend, which introduces us. That was part one of our uh, Arthur trilogy. This week is going to be Arthur from a more literature background. And then uh, the following week is going to be Arthur more focused on the green man and the juridical uh, nature of Arthur. So we're having a little Arthur trilogy. Uh, that's King Arthur, not Arthur, the uh, dub movie from 1980. Yeah. Shout outs to uh, the once and future King. Great book. Yeah, absolutely nice well if you want to follow me on twitter you can at dj mass effects and also at the pwc network please like and subscribe right here on channelattitude.com where five bucks you get to hear all of us and many others talk all things pro wrestling and conspiracies and what and whatnot and also like and subscribe at hamimidigroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows and at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all of our shows. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That's Chris Sams. That's Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncage Battle of the Bouts edition right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out. See yous. Stay evil, my friends. Evil. <laughs> <laughs>